Bismillah, salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, nabina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Innal hamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina Man yahdihillahu fahuwa almuhtad Wa man yudlil falahadiya lah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا كريم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن شاء الله بإذن الله we are continuing with تفسير جزء تبارك أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا واذكر اسم ربك وتبتل إليه تبتيلا رب المشرق والمغرب لا إله إلا هو فاتخذه وكيلا واصبر على ما يقولون وهجرهم هجرا جميلا وذرني والمكذبين أولي النعمة ومهلهم قليلا فالله سبحانه وتعالى يسأل إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا and this is addressing the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم but the ruling is general for him and for his ummah فالله سبحانه وتعالى he addresses the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم informing him that during the day إن لك Finnahar, Nahar is the day. For he's telling him or he's informing him that in the day he has a prolonged sabh. Tawil means prolonged. Now the question is what is a sabh? For sabh is referring to al faragh. Al faragh is spare time. For he has a prolonged spare time. Yani he has enough spare time during the day to fulfill his worldly needs and to compensate for what he missed from sleep during the night due to qiyam al layl, particularly the qaylula in the afternoon. For do not fret and do not be worried that you need to pray these long hours that it is going to yani, detract from your daily activities and that it is going to affect your daily activities. Yes, for you have sufficient time. Allah SWT is telling him that there is sufficient time. And because this is addressing his ummah, this is telling us as well that if you stand up in Qiyam al-Layl, then you will have sufficient time during the day as well. May Allah SWT grant us the tawfiq to manage our time. For this ayah it confirms and it justifies the order to stand up during the night. For stand up in the night because you have spare time in the day. You have spare time in the day to earn your living and to make up for any missleep during the night. إِنَّ لَكَ فِي النَّهَارِ سَبَحًا طَوِيلًا وَاذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا وَاذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ And remember your Lord using His names essentially. Yes, remember your Lord, yani mention the name of your Lord and articulate the names of your Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mathalan by saying, Allah and Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum. You are mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this dhikr, it could be muqayyad and mutlaq as we come to see in the fawaid. It could be muqayyad. Mathalan, adhkar al-sabah wal-masa, where you mention the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the adhkar after the salah. You mention the name of your Lord and even the adhkar during the salat. You mention the name of your Lord. You say, Subhana Rabbi al-Azim and Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. Yes, for mention the name of your Lord. This is the muqayyad, muqayyad to a particular 
act of worship. And then the mutlaq is anytime you want to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you're walking or when you're driving or whatever you may be doing, you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remember him with his names. Remember him with his name subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَذْكُرْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا التَّبَتُّلْ means to cut off. So essentially what, is, what the ayah is saying is يعني, cut yourself off from everything and focus and devote yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That means when you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, cut off all things which are going to distract you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مثلا, when you come to pray, Leave everything behind you, leave your family and leave your business and leave your worldly affairs and focus only on the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Devote yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And turn to Him. Tabattal ilayhi. Turn to Him. Yes, with your heart and with your face. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ دِينًا مِمَّنْ أَسْلَمَ وَجْهَهُ لِلَّهِ وَهُوَ مُحْسِنٌ And who is better in religion than the one who submits his face. Submits his face, and submits himself. For the Arab, they would use the face to refer to the entire person because the face is the most honorable part of the body. The face is the most honorable part of the body. And who is better in religion than the one who submits his face and does good? And they submit themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do good deeds. وَذْكُرْ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا تَبْتِيلًا This is a confirmation of the tabtil, of the kind of tabtil, whereby it is complete devotion, where you completely cut off everything. All distractions, you completely cut them off. This is the tabtil that you should have. And your heart is detached from the creation. And you have love only for Allah and for everything that brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that brings you His pleasure. And when you are devoting yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are seeking His pleasure. And you are doing so because you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves it when you draw closer to Him. This is the type of tabattul that, that it should be. وَاذْكُرِ اسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا رب المشرق والمغرب لا إله إلا هو فاتخذه وكيلا فالله سبحانه وتعالى confirms that he is رب المشرق والمغرب he is the lord of the مشرق and the مغرب and in the English it says that he is the رب of the east and the west but يعني the مشرق and the مغرب was called the east and the west is because the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west Yes, Al-Mashriq Wal-Maghrib. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not just the Rabb of Al-Mashriq Wal-Maghrib, one Mashriq and one Maghrib. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of all the sunrises and the Lord of all, all the sunsets. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who decrees them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who controls them. And any benefit that is derived from them comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's from the Lordship, it's from the Rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think of the benefits that we get from the sunrise and from the sunset. Now, particularly in Ramadan, when the Fajr rises, we know that we need to start fasting. And when the sun sets, we know that we can break our fast. This is a manfa'adiniya. And the Salat, we know, mathalan, that the Fajr time starts when the, the dawn rises or when the sun rises. And we know that when it sets, we pray Salat al-Mughrib. For there are lots of benefits that come about as a result of knowing the sun rises and the sun sets. And there are also benefits which are to do with our dunya as well. Yes, there are also benefits to do with our dunya mathalan the light that we receive during the day benefits us and when the when the light goes away it also benefits us it brings the night where we can rest and we can take rest from the hardships of the day and when it rises again it tells us that we can yani, seek sustenance for that day and our new day starts yes for there are benefits in the deen and also benefits in the dunya for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the rabb of the mashariq and the maghrib la ilaha illa huwa there is no deity worthy of worship except him 
كلمه التوحيد لا اله الا هو لا اله الا هو يعني nothing deserves to be worshiped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything no matter how small it is which is worshiped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is باطل and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not create the heavens and the earth except that he be worshiped alone and he did not send the messengers except that they warn their people to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone and not to commit shirk we always mention this point in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses his lordship to necessitate his worship he uses his lordship to necessitate his his worship he mentions his lordship and he says because of my lordship i am the only one deserving of all worship and this is an example of it here for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says rabbul mashriqi wal maghribi la ilaha illa huwa yani because allah is the rabb of al mashriq al maghrib that means he's the only one who is deserving of all worship rabbul mashriqi wal maghribi la ilaha illa huwa fattakhidhu wakila فاتخذه وكيلا so take him سبحانه وتعالى as your وكيل or as your disposer of your affairs يعني make Allah سبحانه وتعالى sufficient in all your affairs يعني in جلب المنافع and دفع المضار in, in attaining everything which is good for you and in averting all harms make Allah سبحانه وتعالى your disposer of affairs trust your affairs to Allah سبحانه وتعالى have توكل in Allah سبحانه وتعالى يعني to take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a wakil is an action of the heart and it can manifest itself in the asbab but essentially it starts in the heart for when you take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a wakil you completely submit your affairs to him and you believe that he is sufficient for you you believe in your heart that he is sufficient for you I've trusted my affairs to Allah he is sufficient for me the points of benefit and the rulings the fawaid and the ahkam one that in the daytime there is sufficient scope to fulfill a person's needs إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا أنا ذا الله سبحانه وتعالى says in سورة النبأ وجعلنا النهار معاشا وجعلنا النهار معاشا we made the daytime معاش where you seek your sustenance and you seek your رزق and you seek your livelihood this is done in the daytime two an insinuation that taking a قيلوله during the day assists in standing the night in prayer إن لك في النهار سبحا طويلا you have spare time you have sufficient time to fulfill your needs and also to make up on lost sleep. For taking a qaylula will assist you in qiyam al-layl. Three, that sleep and optional prayers are more specific to the night, whereas seeking a living is more specific to the day. Although you can pray optional prayers during the day and you can sleep during the day, but it is more specific during the night and more emphasized during the night, whereas seeking a living is more specific to the day. Four, the order to mention and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his names. This includes the general dhikr as well as specific dhikr such as the morning and evening remembrances. وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكَ Mention the name of your Lord in the athkar. Five, the order to devote time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Five, the order to devote time to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whereby there is no negligence towards oneself and one's family. وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا This is a very important point, that there is no negligence towards yourself. For your body has a haqq on you, as the Prophet ﷺ said. For when you pray during the night, make sure you sleep. Your body has its fair share of, of sleep. And also make sure you're giving the rights of your family, for your family has a haqq on you as well. For devote yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without being negligent towards the rights of yourself and the rights of your family. Six, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord and owner of all the points of sunrise and sunset. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghribi.
And then seven, that Allah's Lordship, Rububiyya and Divinity, Uluhiyya, necessitate complete tawakkul in Him. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghribi, la ilaha illa huwa, fattakhidhu wakila. You believe that Allah is your Rabb and you worship Him alone, then you should have complete tawakkul in Him because He will suffice you subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ وَاهْجُرُهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا وَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَذِّبِينَ أُولِي النَّعْمَةِ وَمَهِّلْهُمْ قَلِيلًا For after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He ordered His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to have tawakkul in Him and He ordered Him to worship Him with a variety of acts of worship such as Qiyam al-Layl and his remembrance at Zikr and to devote himself to him at Tabattul, he then orders him subhanahu wa ta'ala to have patience at the Mu'ridin, the ones who deny him and belie him, to have patience at what they say and to يعني, avoid them and to abandon them or to have hajr of them. For this is what these ayat will be talking about. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ Be patient at what they say. يعني be patient over what the disbelievers say regarding you, Ya Rasulullah, from the, يعني the deviant and the misguided words, such as when they call you a sahir or a kahin, they call you a sorcerer, or they call you a kahin, a fortune teller, or they call you a majnoon, a madman, or they call you a sha'ir, a poet. All of these things they call the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Are any of them true? Hasha wa kalla that they be true. The Prophet ﷺ is far removed from these yani, claims being true, what they claimed of him. All of them are lies against the Prophet ﷺ, for he was a messenger sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the eloquence of the Quran is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Wasbir ala ma yaqulun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Yaqulun. He uses the mudari' tense. The mudari'a tense is the present and future tense in Arabic of the verb qala. He says yaqulun. And this goes to show that they will continue to say things against the Prophet ﷺ even after he dies. Even after he dies. And they are still saying things to this day about the Prophet ﷺ. Yes, but none of it is true and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect his messenger. وَهَجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا وَهَجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا And avoid them with a gracious avoidance. Yes, فَالْهَجْرِ الْجَمِيلِ is an avoidance which involves no harm. When you avoid them, don't harm them. Yana, don't confront them. Don't say bad things about them as well. This is الْهَجْرِ الْجَمِيلِ Avoid them. But this is not an order to stop giving them da'wah. فَكَنْتِنُّ giving them da'wah and then when they abuse you or when they subhanAllah direct harsh words towards you this is when you avoid them and you do not respond to them this is when you have hajar of them and you make your hajar jameel you continue doing what you're doing without responding to them essentially and without harming them in return even though they are harming you for as some of the ulama said this ayah was abrogated mansukha with ayatul jihad they said when the ayat of jihad came there's no more hajar anymore we give you the hujjah if you do not accept it then we fight you until you say la ilaha illallah and others said yani, it is not abrogated and this is yani, specific to a particular situation of the muslimin for when the muslimin are weak then you be patient and you make hajar of the disbelievers when you are weak but when you are strong then you fight them وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا يَقُولُونَ وَهْجُرْهُمْ هَجْرًا جَمِيلًا
وذرني والمكذبين أولي النعمة ومهلهم قليلا وذرني والمكذبين Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَذَرْنِي لَيْذْ مِي and the مُكَذِّبِينَ Those who deny you and those who deny the haqq. Leave me. This is a threat. This is tahdeed. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, leave me with these مُكَذِّبِينَ That means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to punish them. For even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might give them tamheel, he might give them respite for a certain period of time, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will eventually punish them. They will not escape Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَوَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَذِّبِينَ Leave me with the مُكَذِّبِينَ Because I have a punishment prepared for them. Even if it may be after a while. وَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَذِّبِينَ أُولِ النَّعْمَةِ أُولِ النَّعْمَةِ These مُكَذِّبِينَ are أُولِ النَّعْمَةِ This is a description of these مُكَذِّبِينَ They are those who have ease in their life. Yani they lead a life of luxury. And they lead a life of opulence. This is their state, the mukaddibin, and this is as Allah subhanahu wa taala He says in Surah Al-Alaq: "Kalla inna al-insana la yatqa an ra'ahu istaghna." Kalla inna al-insana la yatqa that the insan will transgress the bounds set by Allah subhanahu wa taala an ra'ahu istaghna when he says himself self-sufficient, when he says himself self-sufficient, when he says, for he has a very high salary, and all the goodness is coming to him, and he has a family, and he has children. And he thinks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is blessing him with all these blessings. Yes, then he will forget the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will forget the boundaries set to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَذِّبِينَ أُولِ النَّعْمَةِ وَمَهِّلْهُمْ قَلِيلًا And this is another threat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I give them respite for a short while. And this is not because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can't punish them during this short while. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to punish them immediately. It could be istidraj where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them respite and he continues to yani give them of this dunya and then all of a sudden he will take them suddenly when they least expect it. This is sunnatullah and he did this with the nations before us. He did it to the people of Fir'aun and he did it to the people of Ad and he did it to the people of Thamud. The fawaid and the ahkam, the points of benefit and the rulings. One, the order to be patient at the harm of the disbelievers. And two, the order to avoid the disbelievers with a gracious avoidance. Hajran Jamila. This involves not harming them, but continuing to give da'wah to them. This ayah has been abrogated, although some have mentioned that it is still applicable when the Muslims are weak. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Three, the glad tidings given to the Prophet sallallahu of victory over his enemies and his prevalence over them. وَذَرْنِي وَالْمُكَذِّبِينَ Yes, وَذَرْنِي Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, leave them with me. I will punish them and I will grant you victory over them essentially. Four, that denial of the truth predominantly occurs from those who live an opulent and luxurious life. Predominantly, not all the time, for there, for there are those who, مثلاً, have a luxurious life and they still worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon tawheed. Five, that the maximum share of the disbelievers is the luxury of this world and its comforts. They will have nothing in the hereafter except punishment. Yes, That they will only have this na'ma in this life and yawm al-qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish them or he may even punish them in this dunya. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atu alaykum jazakumullah khair.